Welcome to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast with your host, Jim Robinson. Hello and welcome back to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Robinson. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the knee-high by the 4th of July-ism, as well as a couple of other isms in corn. And to kind of kick things off, we actually have two guests today. Our first guest, Brenda Christensen, the marketing manager here at Rob Seco, is going to tell us just a little bit about growing up with her dad and and knee-high by the 4th of July. Welcome, Brenda. Thanks, Jim. Good to be here. Gosh, knee-high by the 4th of July brings back so many great memories with my dad, he grew up on a farm in, in northwestern Iowa, and uh, when we were traveling, going back to see family, we would always drive by the fields, and he would ask us, girls, what does it look like? How does the corn, how does the corn look? And immediately, all three of us would pipe up and yell, knee-high by the 4th of July. And he'd say, that's right. That's how you know that the corn's growing well. And that was always just such a great memory for us. Um, it was. Uh, it always makes me think of it when I'm driving around cornfields today. Makes me think of him and and think about um, you know the days back uh, when we used to travel everywhere by car. Um, but it always was a, a really special a special connection for me. Absolutely. You know, I, I talked to a lot of people and they I've heard that story a number of times in various iterations of growing up and being in the back seat of their parents' car, talking about knee high by the Fourth of July. But what we want to answer today is, is that still relevant today? Where did it come from? And, and can we learn more about that, that phrase? So with us today, we also have Wayne Fithian, the agronomy manager at Rob Seco. Welcome, Wayne. Hi, Jim. Thank you. So, Wayne, can you tell us a little bit about the history of the, uh, of the knee-high by 4th of July-ism? Well, I, I have similar history to Brenda with knee-high by the 4th of July, but I, I think you know, as we were thinking about this topic, Jim, you did a little bit more research into the history than I did. So I'd really kind of prefer to kind of pick your brain and find out what you learned about uh, knee high by the 4th of July. So how long has this phrase been in use? Absolutely. You know, this has been a really fun topic to research for this episode. I didn't think that the, the phrase was all that old. I was thinking maybe the 50s, 60s. Well, as I did some research, I kept finding, you know, decades back and decades back, found quotes from the 1930s, the 20s, the teens, and and ultimately the the farthest back I could find a reference to knee-high by 4th of July was in 1874, and also another one in 1896 in the Cultivator and the Country Gentleman publication. The quote, the the kind of that that best encapsulated the phrase was, knee-high by the 4th of July, as it is said, good corn should be. That's pretty neat, Jim. Uh, so, it, how, how about through time? Did uh, did the uh, did the inference of knee high by the Fourth of July change much in uh, what you found? You know, for all the references you could find, things were all over the board. Even by the 1910s, you could find references to the phrase that were already calling it antiquated. Yeah, that's over 100 years ago from 19, or 2020 today. Back in 1912, in addition of the prairie farmer, they referenced the phrase and say that you know, basically there's corn over our shoulders by the, early, the beginning of July, let alone knee high. But, you know, as you look through the 1910s and 1930s, there were a whole mixture of, of uh, statements calling out the phrase, and they were calling it anywhere from outdated to being extremely irrelevant, where in some publications they were bemoaning six-inch corn on the 4th of July. So why was this phrase important? How did it really catch on and stay? You know, there are a number of different theories as to why this phrase has actually caught on and what it is that that made it catch on. You know, some of the the most important indicators that we've been able to find are people that reference, if you have knee-high by the 4th of July corn, it's an indicator of high yields for that year. 
others indicate, and this is probably the original uh, reference to the, the phrase, that you have a reduced chance of crop failure. So in the 1874 uh, issue of The Cultivator and the Country Gentleman, they state that if there is a good stand and clear field and the stocks are up knee-high by the 4th of July, 90% of the risk and danger of a crop failure has been overcome. We've also seen, and, and this is probably actually still relevant today to some degree, uh, a lot of references to the fact that if you have knee-high corn by the 4th of July, you're at a much reduced chance of, of a killing frost before the end of the season, that you're going to get mature corn for that year. And, and you know, uh, uh, corn, that's kind of as integral to the American fabric as baseball, right? And I understand <laughs> you even found a reference that connected the 4th of July and baseball. We found a reference that cor- correlated the two between knee-high and the 4th of July and baseball. In the American Lumberman, in their 1923 issue, they said that knee-high by the 4th of July, and then the corn is laid by, and everyone has more time to give to baseball. <laughs> That's pretty good. So it's more than just our family connections. It's, it's baseball. It's, a, it's apple pie, it's starting to sound like, right? Exactly. And, you know, the phrase itself is just really catchy. That, that really helps a phrase like this perdure over time, that, that rhyme to it and the, how it, well, it sticks in your mind. You're going to remember every 4th of July. So, Wayne, if I can flip it back on you, is the phrase still as relevant today to, as a predictor of yield or frost risk? Well, you know, I've been following knee-high by the 4th of July since not much past when I was knee-high, right? Because <laughs> I was following my dad around the cornfields, much like Brenda talked about being around cornfields with her dad. And, and uh, you know, I, I guess what I would say is that uh, knee-high by the 4th of July in, in, in my career watching corn has not been a good predictor of yield I can kind of agree that, you know, if, you, if you've made it to the 4th of July and you got a clean field, which is, I suppose, what they meant by clear, mm-hmm. right? And, and that uh, at least if you're in a, a good rainfall area, that your chance of uh, crop failure has been overcome if you're knee-high by the 4th of July. But what I've found is that it's a, and partly why they say that, is it's a pretty good indicator of frost risk. So if you can mm-hmm. get your corn knee-high by the first 4th of July, it doesn't mean you're going to have a great crop, but it means that you have a very strong likelihood of having that crop mature by the time we would typically get a fall freeze. Oh, for sure. And we all know what can happen, especially from 2019, with having a risk of frost for late-planted corn. There's plenty of corn in 2019 that was planted right around the 4th of July in, in the Corn Belt, and particularly the northern Corn Belt. Yeah, now, now we're recording this before uh, the 4th of July, of course, but mm-hmm. uh, I can tell you from driving around cornfields uh, the last several days, we're going to have corn starting to tassel easily on the 4th of July. So we're going to kind of be like that, oh, this is an antiquated phrase uh, as far back as the, the 20s and 30s because my corn's six feet tall on the 4th of July. And I think that's uh, that's where you want to have your corn exactly. if you can do that. Uh, so I think you're right. It was really good last year to be able to tell people who, because of the spring of 19 and all that rainfall, weren't able to get their crop planted timely, that as long as it was knee-high by the 4th of July, they had a good chance of uh, having mature crop before the freeze came. But I, I think, uh, you know, there is a, if I could say, kind of a cornucopia of isms like <laughs> knee-high by the 4th of July that have to do with corn. And, and uh, so let's talk about a few of those. Absolutely. You know, we, we looked through a whole bunch of these in, in coming up with this episode. We've seen things such as tassels as high as an elephant's ear. And, yeah, and I know when I first came to the Midwest, because, you know, I'm a Colorado boy, and I, I moved, uh, I moved to, to, the, to Omaha area and started to work with farmers in Iowa and Minnesota and the Dakotas. And, 
And one of the things I learned was it's time to plant corn when bur oak leaves are the size of a squirrel's ear. <laughs> or uh, I had another guy tell me in Minnesota that, you know, when you can drop your trousers and sit comfortably on the ground, it's time to plant corn. <laughs> you know, I, I hear that if you listen, you can hear the grow corn, uh, the corn grow this time of year. I, I uh, pointed that out on a bicycle ride yesterday. I asked Linda, I said, is, is, can you hear that corn growing? It's that, it's that time of year when you should be able to hear it grow. Uh, and then I've always heard from, you know, as long as I can remember back, well, it's good to stress the corn this time of year in order to get the roots to grow down. And I, I, I always struggled with that one because roots will grow deep unless the soil is either too dry, mm -hmm. too wet, or too compacted to support root growth. So <laughs> it doesn't take a drought to get those corn roots to grow deep. It, it, it's it's going to do it anyway. Exactly. And you, you, you can tell the concern that farmers have had over the years with, uh, with frost risk when you look at six weeks to a frost when the cicada sings. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I like that one particularly. I don't know that I've ever known it to work really well, but I sure have had a lot of farmers say, ah, I can hear the cicadas today. We're only six weeks from a frost. Uh, <laughs> I think that's more true the further west and north you go and the closer you get to a, a late September freeze date rather than, for example, here in Omaha with an early October freeze date. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, so basically, you know, through our research and, and kind of anecdotally with, with what we've grown up with, you know, knee high by the 4th of July is a much older phrase than I think any of us really realized, dating back to at least 1874, if not prior to that date itself. Basically, it was a predictor at the times of an indicator of are you going to beat a frost, beat a frost to get high yields? Are you uh, do you have a reduced chance of crop failure? And that's probably mostly true of the farther east you go versus the farther west, where you may run into hail that, that could take out a crop otherwise. Uh, and you know that it's associated itself with America's favorite pastime with baseball. Uh, and you know, to be honest. There's a big reason that that phrase has probably stuck around because it's really catchy, particularly with kids. And, and as you get to the 4th of, July, uh, 4th of July each year, it creates a lot of really fun memories for those kids and their farmer parents. All I can say, Jim, is all of these phrases, these isms, they present a complicated maze of meanings, don't they? And I'm just wondering if there's a kernel of truth to any of it. You know, there's also a chance they could just be a cornucopia of sayings. Yeah, well, uh, the, I, I think the best one I heard was all I can say is, Corn will teach you should you take the time to pull back the husks, pull back the husks, and be willing to open your ears. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Wayne and Brenda. This has been a fun episode to record, and uh, as always, be sure to tune in on the first and fifteenth of every month for new episodes. And until then, stay field ready. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. Join us next time to be field ready. A Parkville Media Production.